What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Talk Talk Punch podcast, the place where we talk about all those nerdy things you love to talk about. Thanks so much for joining us. Make sure that you subscribe from wherever you get your podcast so that you'll be notified whenever a new podcast gets released to see what we're talking about that week. Kind of like this week's topic of we are listing the top 10 Pixar movies. I am Brody Hansen, joined as always by Charlie Hickman, my friend and yours, Charlie Hickman. How's it going, Charlie? <laughs> I've been I've been holding in a cough the whole intro. <laughs> um, I should have kept going. I followed something <laughs> wrong, man. And you, you were doing so good. You had so much such a great energy, and you and you were just crushing that intro. I didn't was if you if you were watching Brody as you should have been. Go ahead and rewind now, and you can watch the intro again. But this time, watch my face. Where I'm like, <laughs> try not to, to let out this loud. I <laughs> I can't no. wait to watch that in post. Uh, but I, I am much better now. I, uh, I am, I'm cough free, and I'm drinking coffee, and I'm with my brood. Uh, so yeah, this uh, this is gonna be a fun list. I I am uh, excited to to go through. Now, a number of these movies, Charlie. You and I, you and I saw a bunch of these early ones together. We did. I remember a couple very specific ones. I remember you and I saw Incredibles together at yes. the midnight showing. Very excited for that one when it came out. So, you and I have a long history of Pixar movies. So, I I am also excited to go through Woo-hoo. this list. All right. Should we just start, should we, are we diving in? I guess so. How you doing? You doing okay? I you know I uh, aside I'm, from your cough, do, <laughs> it was it was a rough start for me, but uh, I and I'm, I'm I'm recovering now as it's good. Uh, you know there was a few. Uh, weeks ago or episodes ago, uh, I think it was way back in our Christmas episode, I told the story of how I fell down the stairs. Yeah, I remember that. And crushed myself, limbs everywhere, broken bones. Sure. Uh, this morning, it's downstairs and I, I hear this thud. I'm like, oh no. Uh-oh. Uh, did one of the kids fall? No, no, no. My wife oh, fell no. down the stairs. And she, you know, and I'm not saying she she made fun of me. I'm not saying that karma had a role in this whatsoever. Okay. Did she refer to me as being an old man when I fell down the stairs and and broke several bones into <laughs> into little pieces of dust? Perhaps. Does that make her an even older lady for having not learned from my mistakes mm. and also falling down the stairs? Perhaps. Uh, no. It means that she is beautiful and wonderful and probably watching this. And I'm glad you're okay. But you did fall down the stairs. Now, my friend Katie fell walking upstairs, which we often teased her about back in the day, Brody. Remember Cubby? Did, she, uh, was, that, that. was that Cubby or was that... Well, that was Cubby. She fell walking upstairs, which is very hard to do. That wasn't Mesla? No, no. Mesla was the one who could tickle her own hand. Well, yes, I know which one Mesla is. I just thought it was Mesla that could fall. You got them. They were, they were both... Uh, they looked similar. Blonde, blondes, Brody. That's true. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cubby, I guess. Yeah. I don't doubt that she would have the ability to fall Fun fact about upstairs. Cubby, also, we were driving in a car together once, and then all of a sudden she started gasping. <gasps> and, and then she's like, do you ever just forget to breathe? <laughs> oh. I miss Cubby. I miss Cubby. Yeah. They, they, we got a lot of good stories. A lot of good stories. All right. Well, on that note... Top 10 Pixar right. movies. Top 10 Pixar. Ba-ba-bum. 
Look at this. We Bop even got a new graphic. New graphic. Oh, and look, it is the Tok Tok Punch logo circle. Brody actually put a copyright down on the circle. So if you're ever using circles out there, you know you got to pay Brody royalties. Yeah, I copyrighted this particular blue. Oh, nice. I didn't know we got the color, too. Awesome. Well, you know, did you know that UPS copyrighted brown? That can't possibly be true. Like, the color brown? Like, we can't use yeah. the color brown? Yeah. And I think Home Depot has the color orange copyrighted. It's got to be orange in something. It can't just be the color orange because people use orange all the time. Like, for instance, orange companies or orange juice companies. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Are, are you in there first or am I in there first? I think it's me. All right. Well, let's, we'll find out. So Unless we have is, the same number 10. So, okay, how did you build your list, Charlie? Did you include multiples from a franchise? Did you only do one franchise or one movie per franchise? Was it just it, it, however you wanted to do it? It was It was however I wanted. And I didn't specifically set out when I started making my list to say, okay, I'm only going to put one of each franchise in there. Um, so I didn't, like, limit my methodology that way. But I did kind of – I did wait – uh significance like personal significance above quality of film okay so there are some like towards the top that i'm not advocating that they are necessarily the best pixar films but they are deeply connected to me in, a, in some way or another uh and so they get extra a little extra weight to them when you're talking pixar i mean if we were doing all 20 something films i mean being like the 20th ranked Pixar film is pretty good. Uh, it is a pretty strong catalog. I don't think you and I are going to argue too much. I can't imagine that we're going to have even strikingly different lists, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll probably, I'm guessing there's going to be a fair amount of crossovers on this. Yeah. And we don't have to spend too long in the crossovers, but there are some that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share a personal anecdote or two. Uh, that was that was kind of my methodology. How about you? Did you, did you kind of limit yourself to one per franchise, or did you did you go crazy? No, I just Toy Story. I just kind of went crazy. I was like, however, I thought is is there really twenty in uh, Pixar movies? I think I think there might be like twenty three. Is I'd there really? Look that up. Wow. Okay. It's a lot. I didn't realize there was that many. Um, there are a couple that I had that I haven't seen. I you know I still haven't seen Coco. Um, is that the only one? No, there's yeah, twenty-three uh, feature films. There's others that I that I know I haven't seen. Look at me! Pull, um, I pulled twenty-three right out right out of the old uh, noggin there. Man, that, that is Back your number. Checked. That is your number. All right. Well, yeah, I I just went for it. So we'll see. I don't remember what my list is. So as usual, <laughs> it's going to be a surprise for both of us. No one's more surprised by Brody's list than Brody. What is? My number 10. I actually know my number 10. I oh, know you do? It. Oh, wow. I do. Spoiler alert. I do. I know it. All right. My number 10 is Soul. Oh. Get that little thing off that screen. Doggone it. Google. All right. Um, look at this layout. My goodness. It's Brody's pick, and it's number 10, and it's Soul. So, I'm sorry. What, what 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 are we getting off the screen? What did, what is Google? Why are you mad at Google? You didn't see the little bar at the bottom of the of the thing. I I was busy I was busy looking at your dreamy oh. brown eyes. I missed I missed the uh, the logo. Oh 
Yeah, they had a little like control bar at the bottom oh, of the poster. Right. Get it out! Get it out! Get that out, out of here! Come get on! Get it out of here! Get man! So Soul, it's the newest. It just came out like two months ago. Not even two months ago. A month and a half ago. Um, and it was re- it was good. I I really liked it. Um, I particularly appreciated just the like technical aspect of this. This movie was beautiful. This movie yeah. looked so good. I mean, like comparing this movie to something older like a Toy Story One, it's unbelievable how far sure. Pixar's technology has come. This movie was gorgeous. Like the outside, the people, the textures, it looked so good. And then you add in, you know, the music was great. Uh, the story was fun. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. It's 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 on my number ten, so I I do enjoy the others uh, the others more. But but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I this this appears on my list uh, at number nine. So spoiler alert. So I'll just just follow that up. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's just vis- visually it's gorgeous, uh, and this one just like the as as a musician, like I really connected to this movie on a couple different layers. And just the idea of like getting lost in the music, and and the idea of someone who wants to be a professional musician but is also a music teacher. Uh, you know, these are all different things that you know that I've I've been kinda, through. Kind of hit life. home for you, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, I just found myself very very connected to it. And this one, it, this might be a riser on my list. I've only gotten a chance to watch it once so far. Yeah, so have um, I. You know, one of the things that we've done over the. The, over the pandemic year of 2020 is, is we I've really rewatched almost the, I think basically the entire Pixar catalog I think maybe we didn't watch Bugs Life uh, mm. but I think we made it all the way through the entirety of the catalog last year so I, I do have these are all pretty fresh in my brain uh, but I am looking forward to watching this one again um, and I, I, I did really enjoy it so it's good very good film there you go so there's my number 10 Soul all right Charlie you're number 10 my number ten is, uh, you know, I, I think a, an under, under appreciated, under loved, under enjoyed Pixar film, Cars, and I get it, I get it. Can I say I get it? Uh, get it? it is not the uh, typical Pixar film. It feels in some ways maybe more like just a, a flagship Disney film. Okay. Uh, where it's like it's cute, it's fun, it's got cars. Uh, it doesn't have like the the depth or the like, like the depth of storytelling, like, you know, punch you in the gut, kind of like really tie you to, to some fantastical world. It's like this world, but with cars. Uh, so it doesn't have like that. In fact, really, realistically, this movie is just Doc Hollywood. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen <laughs> Doc Hollywood. Yeah, Michael J. Fox. Uh, but, but a young Michael J. Fox. If you guys haven't seen Doc Hollywood, it is on HBO Max. Uh, mm. It is a essentially a story of a rich doctor who thinks he's you know too good for a small town and he crashes his car into a fence and then the town sentences him to be a doctor in the town so he has to stay in the town and work and guess what guess what he falls in love with a girl and he falls in love with the town very much the story of cars i have Uh, never made that connection before (laughs) this this is my my youngest son's favorite 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 movie so it's partially it's on the list because i have seen it so many times now uh and we uh 
do, do you want to, are we going to talk more about cars later or should I, should I give my cars two and three speech here? You, should I wait? Or, or I don't know. I don't know. Uh, don't yeah. Know we're going to, we're going to talk about, about more cars later. Okay. Then we'll talk later. All right. But I, I, I actually watched uh, specifically Doc Hollywood recently just because I was like watching cars and I was like, you know, I, 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 I want to watch a little Michael J. This is like, this just reminded me so much of the plot and I, I watched it. And now, not, uh, if you're, a, you know, if you're thinking, oh, oh, Michael J. Fox, I'll watch it with the kids. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that uh, mm. with the Doc Hollywood. There is uh, some language, a little bit of nudity. Uh, so, you, you know, you, not, not, as, not as for the kiddos as the, uh, the cars, but what a cute, funny movie. So this, is, this was my explanation of why I picked Doc Hollywood as my top number 10 Pixar film. There you go. All right. Michael J. Number nine. What is my number nine? Oh, I know what my number nine is. It's Inside Out. Um, now, this one I have only seen one time. And it, like, wrecked me. This, like... And I think... And it's kind of a theme with, with I think, most of the Pixar movies. Is... You can watch them before you have kids, and they can bring a tear to your eye. Mm. And then you watch them after you have kids, and you're just a mess. It just wrecks you. And this was one of those ones that I saw when I had, when I didn't even have all four kids yet. I think my, I think I had the, the first three, and they were all very young. And like, oh gosh. I remember, like it just it just tore me up, and it's it, it, it's really good. I've only seen it once. I don't know when I'm going to watch it again because I know it's going to be, you know, tough again to see it, especially as like my daughter's around that age and <laughs> all that stuff. But yeah, but it but it was great. I I really enjoyed this one. Um, I would like to watch it again one day. I just have to muster the courage. So, and this one does make an appearance on my list later on as well, but I'll just talk about it now and then we can kind of skip it later. Uh, it, yeah, this one is, this this was one I kind of avoided a little bit after I saw some previews for it. Uh, I, it took, it took me a while to get to it. It really did. Uh, and in fact, I, I just watched it um, two years ago for the first time when, when Felix was, uh, my youngest son was born. Okay. And uh, there was a lot of like late nights where I'm just kind of holding them, and, and I just figure I'll watch watch some Pixar films, which was a terrible mistake. That's a terrible like, idea. That's a terrible. I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm holding my my newborn son in my arms, <laughs> and I'm watching this movie, and I'm just like, you know, tears are falling on his head. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I uh, see which one of us can cry louder. Uh, this, uh, as someone who's like struggled with uh, depression and anxiety, like. When they're showing the scenes of like those happy memories and then just like sadness touches them and they turn blue it's like man i just i felt that so deep in my soul it's like yeah. oh man i just have these these kind of joyous memories that are just so like you know just that that touch of sadness that comes in and overtakes them and ooh, uh it was it was like i think it's a really good movie it's very a very meaningful movie it's one that i have watched since since that emotional time with my my youngest um my eldest kids watched this earlier when it came out uh, okay. with with their mom. So I so they'd already seen it once. So then they watched it again. My uh, my oldest son now does this thing when we watch a movie, where he kind of like he sits close to me and he kind of eyeballs me. 
he's like he's like a cry he's like he's a cry counter so like we're you know we're watching a movie and there's like an emotional scene and he's just kind of like you know eyeballing and then, he, and then he's like and then he sees he sees the tears come and he kind of like tick so then afterwards like hey dad you were uh you were crying during that one huh you know it's like yes i was crying during detective pikachu they did dad stuff and it made me sad man anything with kids these days just oh man it's tough it's tough to watch the kids stuff when you're a parent oh and by the way if you're even if you're if you're not i mean Brody's right. You know, th- these movies hit differently at different stages of your life. I think is, is you know, well, like like most movies, I just think there's like a longevity to a lot of these Pixar's just because a lot of the universal and general themes, uh, sometimes to a fault. But I think this one is a great one. Whether you have kids or you're just a, a, a single person, uh, it just just dealing with that kind of emotional mental health and and the, you know, we we sometimes have pressure to not feel all of the various feelings that we get encountered with in our life to kind of shove things down and really kind of hide hide our our true feelings and emotions and i do think there is something very cathartic about watching a movie that that really kind of just gives you permission to to feel everything yeah and this and this one will make you feel all of the things yeah. so check it out if you haven't seen it yeah and i think Be it's brave. It's, brave. it's it's one that i'd like to watch again now that my kids are a little bit older and maybe they can pick up on on some of that stuff yeah because they so are to, they to are bundles of emotion. My <laughs> my nine through four year olds are. All right, Charlie. There you go. All right, so there's your number yeah, nine. So, so and we and we talked about soul. Like it's um, this is a a very fun movie. Sorry, I got to get my got to get my soul backdrop. So we don't need to rehash anything. But it's it's just you can tell the background. It's just beautiful. So. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch this yet, and it's newer, so maybe this is one that you guys haven't seen. Uh, I definitely think you should should give it a, uh, a try. I think, I, I think maybe I there was some missed opportunities. I think to really make it land in like a truly special special way. I think it's a really fantastic movie. I, I do want to watch it again, but uh, the music's great. And yeah, think of think think of us when you watch it. <laughs> Yep. Think of us. <laughs> think of us. <laughs> All right. Think of Brody's think of picture this face when you're watching it. This Brody Brody's beautiful soulful brown eyes. <laughs> number 8. Now I don't remember what my number 8 is. Oh, it's Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1. You know, this this movie is still great. It I remember when this came out and just marveling at how good this looked. Um, and now watching it and being like, you know, and I, I specifically chose this poster because, like, look at how smooth that dog is. There is not any fur on that dog. He is just a smooth dog. You know, it's a... Technically, it, it it has aged, you know, but it's also like, what, 25 years old? Like, it's 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 wild, yeah, it's that, wild. That, that this is, uh, that it's that old. But it's still a great story. I still love the story. I still love the characters. This, this set up all of Toy Story. Um, and I think it's a great franchise. It's been a great story. Um, yeah. I don't know, you know. I don't have a whole lot else to say. It's 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 great. It's it's one that say? it's one that you can still watch today, and it's it the story and everything else still holds up. So, is this yeah, on, is I, this on I, your I, list? 
This should, is not on my list. I should I be asking you that watching... before I talk about this stuff. Remind yeah, me. Yeah, probably. Jump okay. in. If something's on your list, jump in and say, it's on my list later. All right. And then we'll skip it. it. A lot of you probably never heard of this movie. It was not very famous. And it has no... Oh, no. I guess it does have a few sequels, but they're just straight to video. Uh, very small franchise. So give it a chance. Check it out. Toy Story. Yeah. It's still good. Even 25 years later. Sometimes, by the way, I have gotten some messages that sometimes my sarcasm doesn't come through. I am, of course, being sarcastic. It's a very well-known piece. You don't need us to tell you to watch Toy Story. <laughs> All right. So on to my number eight. Number eight. Fi oh, Finding Dory. Okay. Finding Dory. Now, I went with Finding Dory because, uh, again, I, I, I mentioned in the beginning, I was going to weight personal significance. Okay. This was the first movie that I ever took my kids to see in a theater. Mm, so, okay. Uh, so... The kids were young, they were like six and four, and I was like convinced this was going to be a disaster. I just knew, like, this is going to be one of those like m stories that I get to tell for years to come to embarrass my kids. At like, we took you to take Finding oh, Dory, and it was horrible. Finding Dory, <laughs> and it turned into finding my own kids because they wandered away, and I was like, where are they? Uh, you know, or they were just screaming the whole time, and we had to leave. I still don't know how it ends. Uh, but actually, they both like watched it, and nice. uh, my my middle son was like he, he he gets excited, so he was like standing up and jumping <laughs> but, like quietly, and he was just like super into it, and so it was it was like a really fun just like the movie going experience is really fun. I I don't think this is a better movie than Finding Nemo necessarily. Uh, uh they they both have really like wonderful moments in them uh and really funny moments and then really like touching moments uh like a lot of pixar where it turns on that dime and you're kind of like it gets you with that gut punch i do think it's really sweet like the when she, when she finds her family and and i just that that ending scene really gets me um but for for me personally just like i i just have these wonderful memories of watching my kids watch this and being at the theater and then just just making it through the whole thing I, I, I did mention on the podcast the story that my mom likes to tell where I was like, uh, you know, a, a wee child who had to pee during the, the E.T. film and how mad she was because uh, I couldn't make it through a two and a half hour movie without having to use the bathroom. But my kids didn't need to use the bathroom. Boom. In your face, young me. You suck, baby Charlie. My kids are awesome. See, it better, every generation we get better. Sure. But anyway. So I do, I do like this one. It's, it's a, it's a cute, it's a cute film. Um, I, I think, it, I think it holds up pretty well. So this is one of our family favorites. Yeah, I like, I like this one. It, it didn't make my list, but, but yes, it, it, it was enjoyable. Um, yeah. Right, well, on to the next. On to the next. On to number seven. Number seven. Is that not centered? It's not centered. No, it is not. It is not. Uh, Let them know in the comments, too. Light them up. Can't, uh, even, can't even center a seven. That's horrible. Okay. Just. Podcast room. Let's shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> My number seven is Up. Now, Up, I have only seen a couple times. Similarly to Inside Out, where the movie has parts that are, that are incredibly sad. I mean, I saw... When this came out, I don't remember what year this came out. I want to say it was like 2008 or so. Um, I want to say nine. I'm going to look it up. Though. 2009, maybe. I was pretty freshly married at this point. And so that opening 
five minutes of just those people going through their lives to have one of them die. Oh, my goodness. It's just, <laughs> you know, like like Pixar. What are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Why do you hate me? Why are you trying to just, like, crush my heart because this character that I've <laughs> known for less than five minutes just died, you know? Um, and, yeah, I mean, really... The rest of the movie is is good. It's enjoyable. I enjoy the characters and things like that. But really, like, man, this this story of that first five minutes and then kind of the story of that main character kind of fulfilling the stuff that he wanted to do with his wife is really what sticks out, like, the most to me, even beyond, you know, the stuff with the kid and the dogs and the bad guy. Like, that really stuck with me. Um, and, and then it's just a, you know, beyond that, it's just a fun movie. So, so there's my number seven. Uh, you can actually watch, you can watch a video of, uh, on, you, find, you find it on, on, on YouTube, what a great brand. Uh, but like the, uh, this VFX artist simulates the Pixar scene with the house lifting up oh, with really? like 30 billion balloons or something like that, that it would take to actually lift a house in the air. Oh my goodness. Uh, 31 million excuse me 31 million balloons i was grossly exaggerating that's a lot uh, it was of balloons. 2009 by the way oh 2009 so, okay uh, so i had been married I, I for like it. two years and i'm like oh my so gosh it's, it's my wife's gonna happen. die <laughs> i'm gonna be alone and a grumpy old man <laughs> oh my goodness this is my story <laughs> Aww. Aww. I'm, I'm sure you'll die much, much sooner than she will. Be. I'm already a grumpy old man. Awesome. It's okay. Awesome it's okay. All she right. She knew what she was getting into. Charlie, your number seven is? My number seven is The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Now, I'm guessing this is this much is, higher This up on is on my list, so. Do you want to wait and talk about it? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's wait. Right. We'll, we'll touch on it later. Number seven, though. Sounds good. That seems awful low. All right, number six. What is my number six? It's The Incredibles, isn't it? You're gonna give me a hard time about having The Incredibles number seven? Nope, it's Finding Nemo. Nah, Nemo. Um, I did like the first one uh, more than the second one. Um, yeah, it just, it you know, it goes back to the kid thing. You know, having the dad look for the kid, you know, having like the reuniting and the kid, you know, all that. Um, I think sure. both both of them were good. I they're pretty close, really, both of them. I think yeah. Finding Nemo and Finding Dory are probably two of the closest of like the sequels being kind of on par with each other. Um, I think I just give a little edge to the first one. I just, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So. I get it. There's my number six. Good call by you. Is is Nemo on your list? Or did you just put Dory is, on your list? Just Dory. Okay. Just Dory. All right. So my number six. Your number six. Oh, there you go. So we already talked about it, so uh, we don't need to rehash this. But yeah, it's uh, it's a quality film. Make sure you check it out. It is. Bring a box of tissues. 
<laughs> a couple boxes of tissues. Bring a box of, tissues, box of tissues for every person that's watching it with you. Yes. <laughs> All right, number five. Number five. What's my number five? It's Monsters Inc. This one. Now this one is on my list. Oh, okay. If well then, like let's wait. wait. Let's wait. This is going to be a, a short video, guys, because um, I think the best Pixar movies are on both of our lists. So we're really just going to be talking about like five movies, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll six, we'll maybe six or seven, because you chose a sequel that I didn't, or something like that. <laughs> hey, at the end, I, I think I think we could uh, we can debate a couple of things. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fill out a little time. Don't, don't right. be too sad. All right. All right. we, we are trying to shorten our episodes, so <laughs> this works. There you go. <laughs> All right, Charlie, you're number five. Oh, okay. I don't have this on my list. Uh, when so we so the way it's a little, little behind the curtain here. Uh, Brody and I, you know, we talk about things that you know, what are these topics that we're going to be talking about on these episodes, and we plan them out in advance, and so we kind of have an idea of what's coming, so we can do you know necessary research refresh ourselves on movies, TV shows, comics, whatever we need to, video games, whatever we need to refresh ourselves on. So I've known we were going to do this Pixar for a while, so this is one that I hadn't seen in a while. So I was like, okay. I, I probably not, I probably, I'm probably not going to put this on my top 10. I remember watching, I've watched it a couple of times and, and then now, like, and then I rewatched it and, and I was like, oh, uh, and, and I just loved it. And I, I've actually, I think I've rewatched it like twice since, uh, since I found out we were making this list just because oh, wow. I enjoyed it so much. Okay. Um, it, it I don't, I don't know if it just hits a little differently now, but uh, this is like it's a really beautiful film. I like you're right. Like all the animation uh, is, it just it looks better and better. And somehow I will look back one day at Soul and be like, yeah, I used to think that looked really good, you know. And I'm sure you know it, when they're just you know when it, things are animated to look exactly like real life or whatever whatever it may be um, in the future, but. You know, this was like the the landscape of Paris and and stuff was just really really great. Patton Oswalt is always a charmer and fantastic. Who's Patton Oswalt uh, in this? He's the voice of who? The main the main character. The guy or the rat? The rat. Really? Remy. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Would you, all right, well, yeah, but there you go. See, look, we're educating Brody I, all over the place. I haven't seen this movie in a while. So you, you, Look, you should rewatch it because it is it is quite good. And I think there's, there's something beautiful about just the themes. They're very universal, the idea of, uh, you know, that anybody can, can really be anything regardless of, uh, you know, like what they look like or where they're from, the, you know, the, whether you're born a, a rat in this case. Uh, you know, no, you can never be a chef because, you know, and then and then he becomes a chef. And I think that some of those themes, especially today, really translate at a time in our in our history where we're really trying to emphasize that doesn't matter, you know, what what kind of level of economics you're born into, what your race is, what your gender is, what your, you know, any of these qualifiers that used to really be barriers, that you can really be anything that you want and that above all else, skill really rises to the top. And I... I was talking with uh, with my wife today about this. We were talking about how uh, you know it's it's kind of neat. Like there's going to be, I'm anticipating, and it's already kind of happening, a new era in, in in entertainment where 
you used to hear these stories of like these really awful people who worked as directors or actors or musicians, like, don't look me in the eye. And, you know, like, and there's just so much talent now. And it's so much easier to find talented people that I'm hoping, and we're seeing some of this, I think that just maybe you can't be that person anymore and be successful. Like there's just no reason to put up with a director or an actor who's just a really terrible human being just because they're talented because there's just so many talented people around. Maybe one of the great things that will help people rise to the top now is just actually being a quality human being who people want to work with and who people want to be around. And that's one of the, I just think that's a really cool like theme in this particular movie, just the, uh, his passion, you know, the, you know, find something you love in your life as much as Remy loves cooking, uh, his passion for food and things like that. It's just, and, and, and maybe it's because I'm dieting, but man, uh, <laughs> you know, he's in there cooking and I'm just like, oh, ah, uh, food, you know? I need I mean, a rat. Like, like, <laughs> I would love a little rat chef. Are you kidding me? Uh, it just, it just whip me up, whip me up a little breakfast in the morning. I'll just, I just, you can pull my hair. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll be a, I'll be a, uh, so a rat can control my hands. I'll be a chef. Mm. Uh, it, and it made me, it made me want to cook and, and I make a mean spaghetti. Uh, this, this movie, like I, I could be a chef. I want to cook. That that didn't last very long. Like the effects of a movie wear off pretty quick, uh, especially when when it's not like a true passion of yours. So you know, it's like, oh, I'll cook, and then I, you know, make a lunch. Then I'm like, ah, you know, actually, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'll stick to I'll stick to music and talking to Brody. Uh, but but I really, I, it, it's a very fun film, and and I, I do really I, I did really enjoy rewatching that a couple of times uh, over the last year or so. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen this in a while. I, I should probably watch it again. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know Pat Oswalt as the voice of the main of, uh, of the main character, watch it again. If that's news to you, news to me. <laughs> All right, number four. Number four. What is my number four? It could be. I know what my number two, one and two, three, four. I think it might be. All right, get everyone. Take oh, a moment to okay. Guess. Oh, it was. Whoa. I was. I was between two. I thought that this was going to be higher. Actually. Wow. Um, now, Cars well, Three. Cars Three specifically. Okay. Now, I liked Cars One. Cars Two was different. I wasn't as much a fan. I was kind of like, why did they make this? Like. All of a sudden, people are super spies, and Mater is a spy. It, it just it went like a completely different di- direction. I felt like sure. Cars Three brought it back to uh, kind of where Cars One was, but like past it. I I really liked Cars Three, and I was kind of shocked. I I was looking this up. People don't like this movie. It's not like rated really highly on on like people's lists and things like that. Sure. And I was shocked because I I finished and I was like, man, that is the best cars of the series. Like I I really enjoyed it. And be both me and Amy were like, that was really good. Like that was surprisingly good. Maybe because I had such low expectations after going <laughs> through like Cars two and stuff, and I was like, oh, they're doing a Cars three like. You know, whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll watch it. Maybe I just was expecting so little that I was so surprised that it was good. But I really, really enjoyed this one. 
Um, if I had to pick any of the Cars movies, obviously, I, I, would, I would watch Cars 3 with, with the kids and stuff. This, I really liked it. Um, I liked that they brought in, like, the female racer and kind of, you know, enabled her to go and, and do that stuff. Um, you know, showing that to, like, a daughter and being like, you can do this. You can do, like, whatever you want, you know. Um, and then it was just fun. It took, like, the fun stuff. It had, like, the uh, the mud ramp race thing, you know, that, that was fun. Um, and really, like, I think this one surprised me because I thought I saw where this movie was going. And then it had, like, that beach scene. And it, like, took a hard turn. And all of a sudden, it wasn't about lightning. It was about, you know, this gal that was helping him. And all of a sudden, like, the whole thing shifted. And I was so surprised and really happy with that decision. And so this one, I really like this movie. So there's there's my number four, Cars 3. Can I give you my mini Cars rant? Yes, yes, now, because this is the last Cars. Cars 2 is not higher on my list, or Cars 1. What? So I've I become well-versed. I, like, I, I realized once my youngest son was born and he was like super into Cars, like more so than either of my other two sons, uh, I, and I, I mean actual like cars, not just like the movie cars. Yeah. Um, you know, my other kids like would play with cars a little bit here and there, but that just wasn't really where they're. They didn't really like fall in love with cars at all. They just, you know, they had other interests and other things. But my youngest, he's all about the cars. Hmm. So he loves cars in the movie. So I, I become well versed. I realized I hadn't really seen cars the movie all the way through until he was born because my other kids just weren't into it. Uh, and so I put it on and I'm like, okay, let's try this new Pixar film. that's just, you know, it's on Netflix. Now we'll watch cars. And they're just like, mm. so I, I just hadn't watched it all the way through. So I kind of saw all three around the same time. So without the distance between. Okay. And one of the things that really stood out to me that bothered me is that we never actually see lightning McQueen win a race. Three movies. I guess that's true. All huh? he does is lose or tie. So in the first movie, he, he ties, <laughs> And then he stops and short of the loses. goal. He even loses yeah. to Doc, to Doc yeah. Hudson, to have to stay in, in the town. So he loses three times. Mm. And then he comes the second one, and it's a three-leg race. He wins one of the three legs, but they don't finish the race because apparently super spies and bombs and, and made her, at whatever. whatever. And then they go home, and there's going to be another race, but we don't see the end. Who knows? And then all of a sudden now he's past his prime, and he can't win the race except that, you know, and they do like the, the Phantom Menace thing where, Everyone just stops, you know, they stop racing altogether and all the other cars are still moving, but somehow they, they catch up uh, after like taking 20 minutes to talk for a little while. Are you sure? Is it okay if I go out on the track? Oh, no, you, Cruz, you go finish it. Uh, it's going to be great. It's totally legal. It's fine. Uh, and, and then after enough convincing, they, they go and, and she catches him, much like the pod racing, where it makes no sense that Anakin was able to catch up. <laughs> so much like my story. So, and it all comes back to Star Wars because I'm always complaining about Star Wars. We, we never get to see Jedi's just being awesome. We never get to see Lightning McQueen being awesome. And it's not even that big of a gap. Like his career was very short. And then all of a sudden True. he's washed up. And we never get to see him win a race. Like it's a movie about a race car and he never wins. But does he even have, and, they, and all they, they talk about his trophy. He doesn't even win the mutter race. He loses the mutter to, and, and Cruz has the trophy. He can't even win one of the little mini races. He's the worst race car in the history, even Chuck Hicks wins a race on screen and he's cheating the whole time and no one seems to care. And it hits different 
when you're thinking the cars are living beings that can die. <laughs> Bach dies. Cars can die when they wreck, and he's over there just wrecking cars. This would be like I'm running a marathon and I'm just hitting guys off cliffs and watching them fall to their doom, and no one's that. Well, that's just Chuck Hicks. That's how he runs the race. He gonna win. Uh, you know, and it's no problem. Everyone's mad. Oh, Chuck, that was some poor sportsmanship. Nothing we can do, though. We're just cars who are alive, who happen to have a race that you can cheat in. And would, would it have been worse sportsmanship if Lightning McQueen had gone an extra inch to win the race and then gone back and pushed him across the finish line? Would that have been poor sportsmanship? Was it that important that he lose to Chuck Hicks? the worst sport of all time so that forever in the history of radiator springs and and and, and piston cup he don't want this cup he pissed in his cup uh he, that chuck hicks is a is a is a winner and we get a seat on screen and we never even get to celebrate lightning mcqueen in a finish line mm. that's my cars rant there you go that's one of the reasons i didn't like cars three i want to see him win a, win a race brody i just want to see him win a race wasn't it in Cars like newspapers and stuff that he was a winner? Does, does that make? If I read a newspaper, if if they start the new Star Wars with like a spinning newspaper that says Obi Wan Kenobi does amazing things with a lightsaber, <laughs> and I never get to see it, like is that? Da -da 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 -da. Oh, I'm sure that was really awesome too. And now I just watch him be old and suck. Uh, so that was my only uh, complaint. But mm. it, it went, I, I did I did enjoy Cars three. I did not enjoy Cars two. My kids like Cars two. It, it kind of. Cars 2 felt a little bit like if they're if after Phantom Menace they were like, what if we make a Jar Jar film? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know the I know the kids like Mater, but uh, you know that's a, that's a tough sell for me as the. And uh, and that's kind of what it is. It was like it, you know, oh, this Mater character is really popular with the kids, so let's make a Mater. Yeah, kids movie. seem to really like it. And yeah. so that's that's what it was. Yeah. So. You're done. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's my Cars rant. So. There you go. There will be no more cars appearing on my uh, on my list. Okay. Nope. Not mine either. All right. <laughs> You're number four. My number four is Toy Story. Toy, three. Toy Story 3. And, okay. And uh, I, the, I Now, this is on my list. Oh, it is. Oh, is it higher? It oh, is higher on my list. Higher. Yes. Okay. Is it is it the next one? Yes. Let's find out. Okay. Let's find no, out. No, it Click. is. It is. Click to it. Okay. Click to it. Number three. <laughs> Toy Story 3. Hey! All right. Let's talk about Toy Story 3, Charlie. Let's talk about Toy Story 3. This movie was so good. Uh, this was a really good movie. This is my favorite. <laughs> obviously, obviously, this is my favorite of the Toy Stories. I guess well, yes. I shouldn't say obviously. Spoiler alert. I don't have a Toy Story higher than this one on my list. Um, I Look, Toy Story for me... The, as a franchise, and we can maybe we can talk a little bit more about this after we wrap. But I I never had a toy that was really special to me growing up. Mm. Like I never had this one special action figure or stuffy or like a Woody or a Buzz that I played with. I had you know action figures that represented like Star Wars or. Uh, you know, diff different, you know, He-Man figures or Transformers or whatever. And there are cool characters that I enjoy, but it was, I didn't like love any toys. So I never, I like watching the movies, like I, I, I've always enjoyed the Toy Story franchise, but it doesn't like hit me in, in the gut with some kind of like wicked nostalgia where I'm like, oh man, I, sh I sure remember being a boy and having my little Woody toy, uh, playing with my Woody all the time. 
but uh, so I never did that. So 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 for me, it's like it it, it doesn't have that. And, and and my kids just never really connected with Toy Story. Like they have all the Pixar films that we've watched together as a family. This has been the hardest one, the hardest franchise for me to get them to get excited about. Hmm. Uh, you know, we've watched and we've watched them all together, and it took me a long time to get them to even just sit all the way through the first Toy Story. And I was so excited to share it with them. I'm like, oh, finally, some 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 cartoons that like I like and my kids will love them. You know, as a as a as a new dad, I was like, I can't wait to like the you know we're watching some stuff that I think is awesome and that my kids will think is awesome, and it just never really materialized with this with this particular franchise. This movie right here ripped my guts out at the end. Oh man, was I crying? Oh my gosh! And and I oh my gosh! And I I was like determined not to cry. I was like this 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 they're not gonna you're not gonna get me again. Toy Story, you got me in one, you got me in two, but you're not gonna get me in three. And then they're they're in the incinerator, and I'm like. <laughs> but this is a really well crafted movie, and I love the the way they keep building on the universe, uh, and the, the new characters they add always feel appropriate. Like it doesn't feel like oh it's too, the Ken and Barbie like little yeah. side stuff was really great. Um, you know, I, 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 even the, the villain was was menacing, but like in a in a relatable and kind of I, anyway, I, it was is a really good movie. Uh, you you don't need me to tell you that you, you you seen Toy Story three, you loved it, you loved Toy Story three, and the ending was so beautiful and so perfect. And then there was Toy Story four, which we should talk about later because I'm guessing that's not on your list either. Uh, it's not on my list, and I think Toy Story three, similar to Cars, I enjoyed toy story one obviously it's it's uh, a bit lower on my list and toy story two was good um didn't stray off as much as cars two did but it was it was it was good but just didn't i liked it it didn't quite catch me like toy story one did and then toy story three came out and i was kind of like okay like another toy story you know toy story two was fine and then i watched this and like and and now you say that like you didn't really have attachments to toys and stuff like that. I was the opposite. Like every toy had like had feelings. Everything had feelings. If I got like a hole in a sock, I'm like, if I throw this sock away, it's not going to be paired <laughs> with its sock. And like, you know, it's not like it got paired after the wash with the same sock, anyways. You know, but but it's just like I have to throw this sock away. Like, and it was sad. Uh, and, like, I kept kid. all of my toys. All my toys are upstairs. All my action figures are upstairs in my boys' room. All my Legos are upstairs in the loft for everybody. Like, I kept all my toys. I didn't want to throw them away. I didn't want to get rid of them. I was like, I'm saving them for my kids as an excuse to not get rid of them. And then I actually had kids, and then I actually gave them to my kids. And so somehow that came out. But it started as just, like... I'm just not getting rid of them. Um, so toys have always, like, I've always had a thing for toys. And so Toy Story has kind of especially had that connection for me because I'm like, when I'm not looking, I'm sure my toys are doing something. And so then, like, <laughs> like yes, the, the, the incinerator scene is tough. But really, like, what really hit me was Andy giving away the toys to the little girl at the end and waving goodbye. And that's when I was just like, <gasps> like, like I, you know, I can't take this Pixar. Like, why are you doing this to me? You know, and, oh, and so like, beautiful. and like, and so, so that, you know, and it, it was like Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending for the Toy Story franchise. And, and yeah. Toy Story 4, 
was good, but just I'm like I I didn't need Toy Story four, I, I I didn't need it. Like Toy Story three was the perfect ending to all of this. They they went to yeah. a new home, um, you know. They just it, it was a conclusion. Things got wrapped up, and then you had like. Michael Keaton is Ken, and and that and he, he was awesome, and the bad guy was like Keaton. scary. He was like a scary stuffed animal, <laughs> like yeah. you know. I'm just like, oh my goodness. So this movie was so good. I love this movie. Love it. Would you if they made a five? You'd watch it, right? You'd watch. Well, it. of course I'd watch it, and then I'd you'd be like, but three. <laughs> yeah. for but me, for but me, three was really good. Three. Three, two, four, one. Oh wow! Like one, one oh. is like, I think my least favorite. It, partly because the animation is just you know hasn't it's, aged. It's a it's a little tough. It's a little tough. And then partially just because like, you you once you've seen more in, like, deeper into the Toy Story franchise, like it's really hard I think is to go back and to watch like such an insecure Woody basically just whining and creating all these problems over buzz like that storyline just doesn't like resonate as as much like mm. i don't know it's just kind of like all right yeah let's just get i'd rather watch them being friends like let's just get to the to, to buzz and woody working together here i'd rather invest my time into seeing that partnership play out in a, in a more positive way than sitting there rehashing an entire movie of him going it's, it's a fake laser ah! you know, it's like all right we can yeah i'm so I, I'm trying to think of how I would order them. It would it would obviously be three, one, four, two, maybe. Wow, you just didn't like two. And that Sarah McLaughlin song in uh, "Ever Since She." Oh uh, yeah, that was tough. Like giving up Jesse. That that was tough. This beautiful. I don't know. Maybe you know maybe two and then four. I don't know. I don't know. I would have to like watch them all again. You know, there was, like, there was some stuff in four that really caught me. Like, maybe maybe scary, some scary like horror movies. There is, there is. Um, (laughs) You know, like the the um, the little girl getting lost in the carnival and uh, finding the the doll. Like, that really got me. But like, that was kind of it. I I didn't really care for Sporky and stuff like that. I was like, okay. So maybe it would go two and then four. Okay. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. I should watch That's them fair. all again. I need to have a marathon, apparently. You should. All right. Number two for you, Charlie. Number three. Three. Number three for me. Wally. Now I do have Wally, Wally. higher on my list. Oh, right, let's, let's but it's see. next. It's next. So. Oh, it's next. Hey, we did it. We did it again. We did it again. Dun, 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 dun. Wally! Wally! Wally's great! What a great movie Wally's Wally great. is. What a, what a good movie for a, for a main character that doesn't talk. It is so good. Yeah, really, really uh, compelling film. Uh, now, has the sci-fi episode aired yet? Uh, I would have to check the calendar. You have either already heard me talk about Wally, or you will hear me talk about Wally. So I, I, I wanted yes, to talk about yes, something the sci-fi different. top ten sci-fi movies has aired. So these top three all have a, a, a <clears throat> deep personal significance to me. 
this movie came out uh, just after my my really good friend Dave passed away, mm. and uh, maybe like four months later, this movie popped up on the scene, and oh, I didn't. I remember that. just watching it for the first time, and it's such a like it's such a, it's a great movie, but it starts off with, you know you just don't have it's just visuals right, and this little robot character that you're kind of falling in love with, even though he's not talking. And it just kind of, le- you know, it leaves you with like your imagination and your thoughts quite a bit. And you're just, just a, a feast for the eyes uh, and all that stuff in the beginning. And then it gets into the stuff later. And I just remember having a lot of time to just to just soak in that atmosphere and just be thinking about my friend and how I wish, uh, you know, I was just thinking, oh, he would have loved this and he would have loved that. And kind of missing, you know, missing his laugh uh, when the funny stuff would happen. So just this, this particular film, all, for all the wonderful reasons, it's a great movie. Uh, could easily just have it in my, it could easily be my number one, but just like it came out at a time where I really needed something to feel good. Uh, And this movie was something I watched a few times to kind of, you know, when I was, when I was sad and it just kind of like, it was cathartic for me. So this, it's differently now because, you know, so much time has passed and, you know, I'm able to share it with my family. And so it just, it's still great. Uh, But at the time it was a, it was a very meaningful film to me just because you know, the, I think all top three came at a time I really needed a Pixar film, and cool. there was Pixar putting out movies like every every year when you needed it. So, <laughs> uh, so this one kind of hit 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 home uh, then, and it hits home now. So, but you, I, we didn't get to hear you talk about Wally much. You wanna you wanna share some Wally thoughts? Uh, yeah, Wally. I I really enjoyed Wally. I think, like I said, for a character that doesn't talk, we've got this little robot who's just kind of doing his thing, and he kind of makes noises. Um, <clears throat> for me, wow. it, it hits the sci-fi aspect that I love. I think it's got this really neat message of like, hey, you know, we should take care of this place that we're living in. And, yeah. you know, like the the idea that, that humans, you know, just kind of go up into space and just live on these little hover things and just drink all their shakes. And, you know, I, it's it's really interesting it's an interesting concept so to think away. about. You know, you have the artificial intelligence that's trying to keep them on there. You have, yeah. um, you know, this like love story esque uh, be- between Wally and Eve. You know, that's like, you know, you've got so many things in this movie that are working together to make this really nice story. Plus, I love robots. And I love sci-fi. And so this just, this like hit the mark for me. Um, plus, Wally is super cute. And, he is super cute. You know, I just, yeah, this is, this is great. I, I feel like Wally is a movie that, that I could pretty much like just kind of turn on and watch, you know. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's just a fun watch and it's you can root for wally you can root for the humans you can root for eve it's yeah it's you could root for the ship's ai i i I mean good you could i i would i personally wouldn't but (laughs) so yeah yeah also it's also interesting it's also interesting that in this movie they have the the live action scenes like the, Fred Willard is a is a national treasure. May he rest in peace. It's it's uh, it's interesting when that pops up and you're like, that's a real person. <laughs> like, <laughs> that 
that's that's interesting. That's interesting. So, this is easy, easily the best love story in, in in all of Pixar, right? There's if there's anything that Toy Story or that you know Toy Story doesn't really give you any. Uh, in Cars One, it seems like there's going to be this really nice love story they set up, and it makes my wife so angry when we watched Cars Two and Cars Three that really it's like all that buildup of the love story in Cars One, and it's just like non-existent in the future Cars films. Like, mm. do they even live in the same town? Are they are they together? Was there a weird Cars wedding? But uh, do Cars even get married? Where do baby Cars come from? How does any of it work? I I don't know, but uh, but. To her point, yeah, they, they kind of they build up this like romantic little love story, and then they kind of just don't really. It's not a thing in the second one. And it's not a thing in the third one. This is easily the best love story I think in the Pixar verse. It's and it's great between two characters who like can barely talk to each other, um, yeah. but Maybe you're rooting for that. You're rooting for them the entire time. You're like, come on, Wally, come on, come on, Eve. Like, oh, don't get don't get rebooted, Wally. Like, you would do it. So yeah, it's. It's great. Best best love story? I don't know. Might give that Pixar, to my, Might give that one, to name. my number one. All right. All right. All right. All right. Number two? We ready? Number two. Charlie's number two is... Ba, ba, ba. Monsters, Inc. High five. Uh, <laughs> This is absolutely like one of my my all time favorite Pixar. We saw this together. Two. I remember we saw this we together. And this movie came at the perfect time, because this movie came out in November two thousand one, after nine eleven had happened, and hmm. there was just like you know just I don't I don't remember if this was the first movie I saw in theaters after that, September 11th or not. Okay. But I just remember feeling, because there was a great World Series, which I'm sure you remember, Brody, uh, between the Yankees and the Diamondbacks. It went seven games, and it hadn't ended yet when this movie came out, but I didn't. we didn't see this opening night, I don't I don't think. I think it was after the World Series it ended. But uh, this came I, out like I don't remember 2nd, I think. that amount of detail. Yeah, I don't... We, just because the world the World Series was very gripping, because after September 11th, you you kind of thinking the world has changed. The world has completely changed at that moment, and you don't know how how much, how deeply, uh, and where will you feel safe? When will you feel safe? All these questions that we're asking after being you know glued to a television set uh, set for a couple of days, um, and just and just trying to put pieces back together of normalcy. Uh, but watching Yankees Diamondbacks go to seven games uh, and. I can say this now because you know we're we're 20 years later, but I'm I'm glad the Yankees lost because I hate the Yankees. Uh, no offense. Uh, if ever there were a year I could have stomached them winning, it would have been this. But they they've got like you know they 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 were, they won every year when I was in my in my formative baseball loving years. It was like just the Yankees constantly. So uh, Luis Gonzalez blooping a little looper into the outfield to win Game Seven was enjoyable for me. But just the fact that we were able to play a seven game World Series in crowded packed stadiums was pretty intense and. And it kind of like for me at least kind of reset that idea that we you know airports will certainly never be the same and you know and there's gonna be things that never really feel quite the same and certainly for people that lost people on on that day things will never be the same but for the rest of the world you know time kind of moves forward and time kind of moves on and this movie was so refreshing and so different and it was just like this really imaginative universe 
And if you have learned anything watching these these little episodes with me and Brody, you know I love me some Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. If you do not like Billy Crystal, you will not like this film because there's plenty plenty of him <laughs> in here, plenty of Billy hijinks. If, if you find him to be irritating, this is not your film. Uh, if you find him to be tolerable, this is not your film. But he is fantastic in this, and it just it just brought a lot of joy to me. Uh, the, the sequel, the, the I thought was fine. The pre, I guess prequel, uh, yeah, it was fine. Was it wasn't. It didn't have the same uh, impact. I think it didn't have boo. Did. Gosh, there's some really some scary and emotional moments in this one. Woo. Uh, and that like final scene uh, with Sully, and he walks in, and his expression on his face is just like, well, yeah. So this one, this one is one of my just favorites, and, I, and this is one of those I could watch really anytime. Yeah. It could just be on, and I and I, I, I think we talked about this in one of the other episodes. Like there, there used to be like a scenario where you'd be flipping the channels, and then a movie would be on one of the channels, and you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm, anytime I'm flipping and this movie's on, I'm, I'm on. That doesn't happen anymore because it's all streaming. But sure. that that idea st- sticks with me. You know, like oh. If if I walked in a room and my friends were watching this or my kids were watching this, I'd be like, "Oh, sweet! I'm pulling up a chair. Let's watch some monster Let's go!" Yeah, this, this, no, you didn't get to talk about this. This one, this one was right? a bit a bit lower on my list. I I really like this movie. Um, it's it's great. All the booze stuff is is great. Um, I don't know if I've watched this since I've had kids. Probably be tough. Like, you haven't watched this with your kids yet. I think my kids have... No, I have. I've watched... No, because my kids have seen it. It's It's been a little while. I think it's been... And that's probably why, a, why it's... There's some scary it's, stuff. You got, you it's lower on kids. my list. Um, but yeah, just I just remember watching this in theaters. I remember, you know, having the end and just like welling up, you know, in the theaters in the end for this. Uh, I, I agree. The prequel, Monstrous University... You know, didn't quite hit where this one hit. Uh, was still fine. You know, it, it wasn't yeah. wasn't a bad it was wasn't a bad movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this one hit hit really well. Uh, it's 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 a really really solid movie. So nice. All right, our number one. Number one, and you have never seen this movie, and so you probably don't even recognize the background. Oh, you're first. I'm you're first. first. Uh, oh. Oh, spoilers. 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 Oh, Jerry. Spoilers. All right. Oh, well, no. well, my number one is Incredibles. No. Incredibles 1. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'm okay. a, I'm a super. I, I, I had a feeling this would be your number I'm one. I'm a superhero guy. You know, at the time in 2004 when this came out, you know, we had made it through you know, X-Men 1 and X-Men 2. Um, and that's kind of it as far as superhero. You know, we had like the Blades that had kind of come out. Yeah. But as far as like superheroes movies, like it was, it's not like today. Like it was slim pickings back then. And so to have yeah. something like this, which is essentially the Fantastic Four, you know, was yep. awesome. And to have... Um, these CGI characters that could do this stuff. We couldn't do this stuff in live action. The technology just wasn't there to be able to make this yeah. stuff look good. And so we had this come out, and it's and it's Pixar. You've got this story where it's a family. Um, the the dynamic between 
um, the husband and wife, Mr. Incredible and Miss Elastic, Elastigirl, um, is is great. I still remember, like, at the end, you know, when they're getting out of the truck, out of the RV thing, and he says, like, I can't do this, you know, and, and she's like, yes, you can, you know, and he says, I can't, I can't do this without you, you know, and it's just like, like, that stuff just hits me so hard where, like, you know, it's it's this it's this family, you know, who who love each other, and watching it now, you know, when Elastigirl and the kids are on the plane and they're targeting the plane with missiles, and she's yelling like, "There's kids on this plane." You're just as a parent now, you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, whoo, <laughs> you know. And so uh, this, I just I just love 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 this movie this is one that you could turn on and i'd watch it um the second one was fine but i think it i'll i'll blame it on marvel having such good movies that i'm like but i but now i have my superheroes incredibles one came out when i was like I need more superhero movies in my life. And now I've, you know, I've got all my superheroes. And and there was such a huge gap between when one and two such came out. Gap. I had almost kind of lost interest. I, you know, it came out. I don't even think I saw it until it it came to streaming or, blue, or like Redbox or something. I didn't see it in theaters. Because I was kind of like, yeah, I'll see it eventually. Um and so it and and it was fine but but the but the first one just holds such a special place and i remember you and me seeing this midnight showing yeah. it was honestly probably one of the last movies i think i i've seen like one or two movies since then that have been midnight showings but this one, like I, I remember. Like, I miss, I miss the midnight showings with you, bro. Man, we used to, we used to do that all the time. Oh. I, I couldn't make it through. There's no point in me going to a midnight showing anymore. Oh, because come on, bro. Come be, on, bro. Because I will fall asleep. Guaranteed, I'm falling asleep for a midnight showing. Mid, let's. Midnight is like three hours after I go to bed any other night. <laughs> And then you're starting a movie at midnight? There's no chance I am staying awake for a two-hour movie. To go to 2 a.m.? Uh, no way. Uh-uh. I'm too old. I'm too old. We're going to do it, bro. Next, next time we're together, we're going to have a, our own private midnight show. In a oh, my goodness. I'm going oh to make you a big cup of coffee, and we are, we're going to burn the midnight oil, <sighs> and we will live. We'll, we'll get together. We'll do a live uh, video or yeah, something. Of that'll be a great stream of me sleeping. It'll be bringing the Again, views. I'm gonna have like some something that shocks you that'll like jolt you awake. <laughs> just just bring um, your sister yeah, in I, with a can of whipped cream and you know just <laughs> slam it in my face. But this one, I, I love this. This is this is my number one. This was an easy number one for me. Um, it hit the superhero thing. It hit the family thing. It hit the kid thing. It hit the marriage thing. You know, like it. it you know, it's just it's great. Love this. Love this. Yeah, one. I. I had now you notice I had this one lower on my list um, than than you did, and for a while this was like this was like one of my top five favorite films when this came out. This was easily like, and because like you, I thought okay, this may be the best superhero movie that I get in my lifetime. Sure, sure. And I was I was really excited for them to do a sequel, and I want I wanted it 
get it, give it to me now, inject this into my veins, give me more. And then all that time passed, all these great superhero movies between then and now. And this movie has certainly lost some luster for me. Uh, I still really enjoy it. I still think it's really a great film. Uh, it just, it's another one that my kids just like never really gravitated towards <laughs> to try to get them into it. And, you know, they, they'd rather watch Spider-Man or, you know, they, yeah. you know, they got, they have so many superhero choices that just like an older animated film where, you know, it just, it just doesn't hit, hit with them. For they, sure. In fact, I think they, I think if they were here right now, they would tell you they like the second one better just because it's newer. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I, I, the second one for me was the same kind of way. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. Uh, and probably not fair to the movie, but you know, maybe like 10 years too late, they could have just maybe done a sequel like a few years later. I mean, had a sequel come out in like 2006, you know, two years afterwards, it would have like lit things up because that would have even been, you know, 2006, we would have, all we would have had would have been Batman Begins. Dark Knight hadn't even come out. Iron Man hadn't come out. You know, it could have, it could have been like that next superhero movie. And instead, it's just, you know, yeah. it's just after all the Marvel stuff. You can have those big spaces and those big gaps between Toy Story. And in a way, when you have those, it just allows people who loved it younger to keep growing up and to keep feeling a different kind of connection to the characters. As like, the, started out as a boy in the film and now he's in college and, a, and, you know, an adult. So you kind of feel like with Andy's journey in the background of all of this and your toys, like and just like a different, like, it just ages different because you're, you're you as the viewer are kind of aging along with it. Whereas just like an action, like a family action film is great. It's just not unique in the space. You know, there's just so many other things that do what the Incredibles does now. Uh, whereas I don't think there's as many things that are really anything that does what the Toy Story franchise does. Um, you know, so it, it yeah, I, I just think they could have if they could have capitalized a little bit more on that momentum would have been would have been great. But yeah. alas. Yeah, and, okay. and they made they made enough money. Yeah. Bird did fine. You know, and, and to that point, like with Toy Story, Andy Andy aged. You know, it, it felt like it kind of aged in real time. You know, the first one he he was about, you know, ten something like that, and by the time it hit three, like he was going off to college. Like Incredibles two picked up right when Incredibles one left off. Yeah. And it was like, was okay, so was I like... haven't seen you guys in fifteen years, and we're just gonna pick up. <laughs> Right at, you know, the underminer or whatever his name was, you know, yeah, and so it just, minor. yeah. So it was, but but Incredibles one, still my favorite Pixar. So, all right, uh, well, Charlie's number, number one is. I know what it is. Woo, woo! Is that me? Is that me with a bunch <laughs> of beards? My goodness! This is all Brody's beard. Look at all that beard. Circle my Brody's goodness. Beautiful head. Wow. This is my number one favorite Pixar film. It's, no, uh, Holy smokes. So for me, it is the beautiful and magical world of Coco. I need to watch this never movie. Even bothered I, I need to watch this movie. I'm going to watch this uh, movie. I, uh, I will stay away from major plot points, and I will just share with you my own personal experience with this movie. It is centered around two things that I love, music and family. And it is a movie that I saw... My, I was in Nebraska for my uncle's funeral and uh, we had, uh, came back home and, and my, my aunt had flown to California uh, a little while after that and we, she was just over the house and, and this was new to Netflix. And so we're like, let's put on Coco. And I didn't really know 
much about. I hadn't seen a lot of the previews for it. I didn't have a lot of expectations. But death plays a very like heavy <laughs> role in this film. And and you know, this, 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 she was married to this man for for forty plus years. And oh. and you know the and it just and so I'm I'm hyper conscious of like her watching it. You know, like I'm watching the film and I want to watch the film. I'm really excited to see the film and I'm enjoying, it, but I'm also kind of like you know, just shifting my eyeballs back and forth. Like, are we making a huge mistake? Is this <laughs> like, is yeah. this going to destroy her? For and, sure. And I, I, and I kept looking at her and she just had this beautiful, beautiful smile on her face and she watched the whole thing just like lit up and she huh. just, and she loved it. And it deals with the subject, like a really painful subject material in a way that is bright and colorful and it's just really vibrant and at the time like like the animation now even even just like the short time later you can see the improvements already from this to like soul gotcha but it was it's still so beautiful it's so bright it's so colorful which is so runs so in contrast to the idea of death and uh, you know, I, it has a lot to do with the culture that it's pulling from, the, um, and and I and, and it's beautiful. And like I think they treated the culture really, really well. I, I, I think that the idea of family and ancestry and carrying people with you in your heart and never forgetting your family, uh, no matter how long they've been gone, it just it just hits on some really powerful themes. And it just it just hit me different watching it after having just lost my uncle. And then watching it with my aunt, who had just lost her wonderful husband, uh, and just it—it it was beautiful, and and she loved it, and hmm. that made me love it that much more. It's like, you know, it's like uh, it was, you know, I, I mentioned I watched Wally after my friend passed, and and uh, here she is watching this Pixar film after her husband passed, and just kind of dealing with, you know, just, movies can be really healing, and, and and you know, not like it. It's not like you watch a movie and then like all the pain goes away, but for for an hour, for an hour and a half, for two hours. You have that kind of immersive experience. It was one of the magic of, of storytelling, really, in anything, whether it's a book or you know a, a story, a painting, a, a, you know a movie, a television show, just of art in general. When you get to experience something that can transport you somewhere else, or just kind of help you, uh, you know, maybe give you permission to cry or to laugh at a time in your life where it's really hard to do one of those things. So I, I, I can't recommend this movie highly enough. It, it is a beautiful film. It's a beautiful film to watch with your family. It's a beautiful film, film, beautiful film to watch by yourself. I think the music is fantastic. A lot of guitar, which I just love. <laughs> uh, I did, when this movie came out, I, it, it opened up a whole new world of songs to do with my students because mm. it was popular with the youngins. Although some of the guitars were quite challenging. So, um, but you know, we doing the, everyone loves Juanita or remember me with, with, with kids and I, uh, it's, so I just have a lot of fond memories attached to this one, and it will be one that like I always will remember that that viewing experience for sure, and, and what it meant to me at the time to watch it, uh, and what it's meant to me since. So, and I I think I imagine this one will hit hit different uh, at different points in time from now, as I age and continue to get older. But uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful film. It's a really well crafted story, and it's told very well. So I hope I didn't spoil too much there for you, bro. No, uh -uh, not uh, at all. Music, bright colors vibrant culture and death <laughs> no i i'm pretty sure my kids have seen this i know amy has seen this i'm the only one in my family that hasn't seen this i don't you gotta watch it i, midnight I know showing. i know oh gosh no tonight at midnight pop oh, it up oh, i gotta work tomorrow um no i should see this one i think it's you should 
it it's like the only big release that I haven't seen. Um, yeah. So uh, I will I will be sure to watch that now that I know that it's it's your number one. All right. I want you to update when you do update not just me but everybody mm. here on this in this very space because I, I can I can tell you that people the people are upset, bro. The people out there are upset. Sorry. That we're doing a Pixar list and you have not seen a flagship Pixar film. They are angry. Sorry. You even watched the Good Dinosaur. You watched the Good Dinosaur. You didn't see this one. I have n- no. I haven't seen the Good Dinosaur. That's that's another okay. one that I haven't seen. That movie could have been so much better. I saw Planes that, One that, and Two though. That's not Pixar. It's not Pixar. Get out of with, with that nonsense. Was it just Disney? That's just Disney, and they're trying to capitalize on the Cars thing. And they're like, why don't we write a story without heart, and then we'll get Dane Cook to voice the main character. Maybe people will like it. <laughs> no. And look, Dane, if you're watching this, bud, you you know you know what you are. You know what you are. Uh, you are not the lovable voice of a cartoon character. Get out of here. Uh, so yeah, it was not. That was not for. We tried to watch a little bit of that with the kids, and it was like, okay, this is this is not good. We're gonna turn this off. I, my kids, but, my like, kids I, liked I it when airplanes. they. My kids liked it when they were little. We have we haven't watched it in a long time though. Dane Cook's um, a non-starter in our house. We have we have. Dane Cook and Mark Wahlberg can star in some uh, some buddy cop films that I will never see, but will relentlessly. Oh, Marky Mark! Come on now. Oh. <laughs> they can start their own little funky bunch. There's a there's a few of those guys that I just kind of put them. You can put them all in a little corner and they can just stay there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, watching the Good Dinosaur, you was was sad because you could see like this could have been a really great movie, and there was problems with production, and I think there was some. Oh, was there? I don't want to, you know, watch it, bro, and you can get your own experiences. But when you're done watching it, read it. You can read a little bit behind the scenes of, like, uh, why it took so long to make and some of the reshoots and different things that hmm. happened during it and why it, why it wasn't really what it could have been. Uh, but, you know, yeah. yeah um, it's fine. couple omissions just off the top of my head. You didn't have, uh, you didn't have Bug's Life. Neither did no, I. Neither did, neither did you. Let's I be real know. here. Um, you didn't have Brave, neither did I. I didn't. That one really felt that, that came out like right around the time of Wreck It Ralph, and it was like such a surreal. Like it felt like Wreck It Ralph should have been the Pixar film. I feel the exact Brave same should way. Should have been the Disney. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Brave. I I didn't like Merida. I thought she was. You didn't. No. That she was a brat. That was, that's a fine. That, that movie's fine. Like it's it's a fine film. It's a fine film. I just. Um... It doesn't. It didn't hit for me the way that some of these other ones did, and and again, it's you know, it's it's got the you know some of the magic there with the bear and all that stuff, but just not the same. Uh, I I think Pixar's at its best when it's like quirky and strange, but like and like magical and has you the, the depths when it kind of flips the universe upside down. I think those those are my favorite Pixar films, like Toys That Are Alive or Monsters That Come Into a Children's Room to Scare Them to like, Collect Power or you know the magical afterlife of Coco or. You know, just, you know, um, a rat chef, uh, you know, stuff that's like just a little otherworldly. Um, maybe the rat chef doesn't fit in with those other ones. But, uh, you know, I, I, those are some of my favorites. But yeah, I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of some other omissions that that neither one of us had. Uh, we touched on Toy Story franchise. We touched, we touched on, on the Toy Story franchise. Um, <clears throat> the Finding Dory Nemo stuff. Uh, neither of us put uh, Onward on there. Oh, that's right. Another- and I, and you know, I looked at that, and I, I thought that was a fine movie. 
I felt like I should have liked that it's more. It's going to be our, our quote of the day. It's a fine film. It's a fine movie. <laughs> I, I don't know why it didn't make my list. It, it was fun. I don't know. Why didn't it make your list? You, you forgot that it, it you forgot that it even existed. That's why I didn't make your list. Uh, it's, Maybe it's it's a fine movie. No, um, I, I I look. I liked Onward, and I don't think there's any shame uh, that when there's 23 total Pixar films and you're picking out 10, I don't think there's any shame in being in the top 15 or top top 20 for crying out loud. I I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was kind of a fun. You know where the real you know, the real experience is the journey and not the destination kind of stories, I think are always, I think they're always kind of fun stories. I, I found Chris Pratt to be likable, oh. uh, which is good because he's not, sometimes sometimes he's likable and then sometimes he's ending the world uh, by being a little whiny. No, um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like, I loved him in Parks and Rec. Uh, so, uh, He's also in Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, one of your favorite Marvel movies. <laughs> he's great in the he's great in the Guardians. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, onward, onward's good. Like it starts like I, I, I don't know. It starts immediately with the the dead dad stuff, and and then the pants, and then he never really gets to see his dad. Like it just sets up like such a disappointing, like sad like. And they try to make it less sad. Like you really had this person all along with you, your older brother who kind of raised you. You know, instead of your your, it was just a sad. I don't know. It was like it had like a sadness to it, even in the the, the sure. happy moments. But sure. I, I like Tom Holland's, and so I, yeah, like if we extended this to top fifteen, that pro- it probably would have made it into my top fifteen. But yeah, no, I think yeah. I'm I think I'm in the same place. So yeah, I'm scanning through. I don't think there's any other big like omissions um, that we didn't talk about. A lot of sequels didn't. You know, you know, we both only put you. You had two Toy Stories, but. Other than that, we both didn't put sequels really on our list. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm disappointed that you haven't seen Coco, and I'm I'm curious. It, and I, now that I built it up as my number one, you're probably not even gonna like it. Uh, but I I, I think Monster, look, I I know I said that Monsters University kind of hit different, and I kind of I I did like that movie. I I thought it was it was fun, and it was kind of like a, just a, a good time. I enjoyed watching it, and my kids liked that one. I think probably better than the first one. Uh, when they were a little, just a little, little bit younger. Honestly, I don't remember but, a thing about Monsters University. I couldn't even tell you what the plot was. Like it's, I, it's, it's, it's a fine I know movie. I've seen it. It's a fine movie, but I couldn't tell you a thing about it. It's a prequel, and I, I tend not to like prequels in general as much as whatever comes after it because I don't like. We've we've talked about this at nauseum. I just don't like that storytelling device where you know what's already going to happen. I think Monsters University would have been far more interesting if you didn't know what was going to happen to them in the future. If you didn't know that Mike Wazowski couldn't be a scarer and he's there like training to be a scarer and you're like, oh, I wonder if he'll, I wonder if he'll pull this out. And you already know that he's not a scarer. You already know he's going to fail at that job. So it just doesn't, it just doesn't like, you don't have that like rooting for him. And so when he doesn't succeed, there's not like this, Oh well, I sh- I couldn't see that, you know. Oh no, so disappointed. It's like, of course he's not. Gonna, it's, I, I don't know. It's like uh, if if you if you watch like Rudy in reverse or something. I, I don't know. It's it just. I don't know. It's it, it's just it just hits a little different, but it's still but it's still fun. There's a lot of like it's bright, it's colorful, it's it's enjoyable. It's it's just not as like. 
in here, you know, like sure. that, right sure. in the gut, right in the heart. It didn't have that same kind of like emotional attachment, but it's like it's a nice way to spend spend an evening with the family. It's a good little popcorn flick. Sure. It's a fine film. It's fine. It's fine. I don't remember anything about it, but it, I'm sure it was fine. <laughs> All right, you have any final thoughts, Charlie? Uh, I I'm excited to to continue to experience movies through the Pixar lens. I and I am I am uh, curious to see what what the technology will bring in in, in terms of advancements for the visuals because it's. Every time, every new movie, I'm like, how can it, how can it get better? And then it does. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I am excited to see more of those. I like this straight to Disney Plus thing. I'm hoping that keeps going. I loved watching Soul, like just at home with the kids. Like, ah, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So that was. Uh, so I am excited to see that. I, I will say, if if you could get one sequel to anything that exists in the Pixar universe, what would you pick? Wally. Hmm. Okay, I'd watch that. I mean, the Toy Stories. We've got a lot. We got a number of sequels. I got a sequel for Incredibles already, and was like, "Yeah, the first one's still better." Um, Cars Four, bro. Cars Four. Lightning McQueen <laughs> wins a race. That's the title. That's the Cars Four. Lightning McQueen wins a race. You know, Both. I. I don't know. Bugs Life Two. I don't know. You know, it's. Hey, bring it. <laughs> like. Sure, I love Three Amigos. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what, I, what would I, a Three I'm Amigos watching. two be like? I don't know. Do a Bugs Life two and tell me. <laughs> Aww. I I would watch uh, if if you gave me like um, an Incredibles three, maybe like a, if they did like a maybe with the kids a little older or something. You know, I I think Pixar does threes really well. So maybe it would be like everything else where I'm like, I really like one, two kind of fell flat for me, and three was like the best one of the series. So yeah. maybe that maybe that would be good as an Incredibles 3 that's going to completely knock it out of the park for me. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, I'm excited, was, I'm excited for, for new Pixars and to see where we keep going. So. Yeah, let's do it. I, oh, by the way, a Monsters Inc. sequel sequel would be be great. Come on, yeah, we never got that, right? I felt like we were gonna get no, that pretty quickly, prequel. and then we didn't. I thought I thought I watched a sequel. I watched it, or just get Billy Crystal and something else. Hollywood. I know you tune in. You tune into this all the time. We need more Billy Crystal. <laughs> I know. I know he's. I know he's got some free time now because Billy and I we're tight and we talk. And Billy's like, you know, Charlie, I'm not doing anything these days. So I'm like, let's let's get Billy in some stuff. Let's get him working again. There you go. Our generation doesn't have a Billy Crystal. We need we our generation does not have a a Billy Crystal. We don't, do Is we? Seth Rogen, the Billy Crystal, our generation. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure who who the Billy Crystal of our generation is. One of a, one of a kind, that Billy. Yes, he is. And if you tell me Adam Sandler is the Billy Chris of our generation in the comments, no. I'm coming after you. That's totally he's you they're totally Dave different. Coming after Mark Wahlberg? No, they're totally what? I I would I would put I would put Seth Rogen closer to Billy Crystal than I would Adam Sandler. Yeah. Agreed. Oh. I like Seth Rogen. I didn't think that I would. <laughs> but he is he's continued to uh 
I think he's a fantastic human being, and that just really helps sell him to me as like just like a I, I don't know. I just I the older I get, the more I appreciate the quality of a person behind the work, and then it makes me root for them more. And so I, I I'm a I'm a fan of Mr. Rogan as a human being, as a great Canadian, and as a, a filmmaker. Well, there you go. Our next top ten will be top ten Seth Rogen movies. Yeah, or or just projects that he's been involved in. Watch Future Man, Brody. Watch Future Man. I don't know what that is. It's a television show. Oh, okay. On Hulu. Oh, Watch. I don't. I don't have Hulu. All right, Hulu. We've talked about you so much on this. Can we get a sponsorship for Brody? Oh, just leave, someone, someone leave their Hulu login in the comments below, and Brody will Brody will reward you by talking about all things Hulu on the next one. I just got HBO because everything's on HBO. Not everything. Now I gotta get Hulu too. Gee whiz. Yeah. All right, Netflix. Charlie, take us home. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you guys had a good time. I know that we did. Uh, we just love getting to kind of share some time with you guys, share our stories with you guys, share life together, share Brody's beard together. Uh, made this vision haunt your dreams tonight. And hit that <laughs> like and subscribe button. And we look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>